0: Hi, I'm Kate and I'm Mandy and this is
1: Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious.
0: Hi there and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. So this is episode 34, part two, um, because we felt there was still things we wanted to talk about and uh, do it as and when it feels fresh and, and relevant. So uh, we want to talk a little bit about what Kate's learned over the last couple of weeks. And also we wanted to talk about the bank holiday weekend, which just passed. So Easter's just happened and it kind of took a lot of people by surprise. Um, So, yeah, we want to dissect that a little bit. You know, we talk about kind of the big holidays being Christmas and um, the summer holidays. But these little bank holiday weekends seems to come up and, and, and throw people off. So before we start talking about that, just want to check in. So hi, Kate, how are you? Uh... <laughs>
1: that's, be- that's a beautiful noise. I'm really tired. I'm rehearsing. We've got show week next week. And, um, yeah, we had a really long rehearsal. And, yeah, just really tired. It's quite funny because one thing that I wanted to talk about is called, is the embodied experience like I was going really into my body and now I'm like I'm just really in a, I'm just in pain. <laughs> I'm really knackered. And I was gonna be like, oh really positive. Now I'm like, oh the embodied experience sucks. <laughs> yeah, so I'm all right. I'm just really tired. How are you? Uh, yeah I'm pretty good. Thanks.
0: Um, kids still still on holiday. Um yeah but they're big fans of TV, so um, I think because we were so busy, in the, you know, over Easter and, in England that I, I don't really mind. I'm quite happy for them just to chill, really. So we're just lots of PJs and uh, <laughs> lots of TV. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. So we wanted to start by, yeah, we had a bit of a break. So that's obviously some time for thinking and reading and and. Personal development or reflection. So, um yeah, what what were your big
1: learnings in the last couple of weeks? Oh, oh, how long have you got? No, I, I um, that's not mean I haven't learnt loads. I'm just it's gonna take me a while to kind of get my sentences out today. Um, I don't know. It's really funny, isn't it? Because I I feel differently than I did in in the holidays now. So already it feels like a a while ago. But I think we were talking about Jolene's workshop. Um, the love so, the first Love Sober workshop on you know nourishment. And I've just been thinking a lot about because I've been doing i I've been really missing my yoga, because our yoga studio, I've got to give them a shout-out. Be Yoga in Haywards Heath, which is the most uh, it's my home from home. Um they're moving premises and I and so they uh, we're not having yoga classes at the moment. So I was very aware of shifts I suppose in physically and I was quite interested in having been a person who'd lived in my head and very wordy, very thinky, very cerebral that I was like kind of being i wasn't cut off from my body so much but i've spent a lot of years controlling it and not being so you know i've been quite into my diet i've been quite into my exercise but it's it's come from a quite controlled place and so exploring the kind of nourishment and somatic stuff you know working with my body and asking what i need so not forcing myself to go out for a run but saying well what do i need and that's been quite weird um some really good stuff and some quite unsettling stuff. So, like, there was a cup. I think it was just over the Easter weekend. I sat in the garden um, having a cup of tea, first thing, and it was like the birds were literally like... They were like a symphony, but not in a good way because we've got loads mm. of birds in our garden. I love them. But it was like, oh, my God, the birds are so loud. I was like, you know... um and then I noticed my cup of tea in my hands was so hot and my feet were so cold and it was like my senses were really, really overwhelmed. So that was quite weird. And I, yeah, and I think that's, that's quite part interesting. of my just start to kind of work with myself. Um, and yeah. I,
0: I guess. But I mean, what was your reaction to that? What did when you asked yourself, OK, what do I need? Like what what did you think that it that it was?
1: Um I felt that, that I just was having a very sensitive day and mm. that I needed to co- be quiet and just rest. So that's really good, isn't it? So rather than rushing around and being on an adrenaline sort of journey. Mm. Um I, I I felt I was very I was aware that I just needed sort of solitude, but ironically again, because it's the Easter holidays, I couldn't quite get that solitude because it's a very, very yeah. busy time. So, mm. it's just interesting. You know, I can't say it was entirely pleasant. No. You know, I, you know, when people kind of talk about, oh, the embodied experience, it's like there's something beatific about that, isn't there? There's some kind of elevated, oh, and aren't we this and aren't we that? And I'm a bit like, well, I wasn't really. It was quite uncomfortable, but I'm finding it very interesting and I know that mm. it's going to be, there are beautiful elements of that. There are beautiful elements of that. Like, I feel quite... Um, I'm experiencing my sort of womanhood, if you like. We were talking to Jolene about that, weren't we? Yeah. This kind of ages of w- womanhood. And and I do feel like I... Like I feel... It's, I don't know if I can explain it, Mandy. It is quite weird. It's like I sit here and now I can feel my hands holding a book. Mm. And I can feel bits of me in the room where I wouldn't have been aware of that before. I was just sort of in my head, looking out of my eyes, but not really being yeah. anywhere. I, and it's very strange. So this is quite a new learning for me. <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess it's like, because that's the second step, isn't it? It's like, you know, So because I instantaneously, when you were describing yourself in the garden, I would have thought, right, okay, you need, like, comfort. You know, you need, yeah. like, a blanket wrapped around you and to sort of do that fetal kind of, mm. like... I don't know. I've noticed, um, I think it was something that came up in the workshop too about, about anxiety and about sort of um, mm. heavy blankets. And yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And it's something that resonated with me. So I've been kind of observing, observing that. And it, I am unsettled if I have really light blankets. And mm. I always have been, like if my duvet isn't. And so last night, because there was a massive storm outside and my daughter came in, she was like you know, a little bit sort of frightened and um and I was like you know it'll be fine and then I was like oh how can I make her kind of feel better and then I remembered this thing about sort of you know heavy blankets Mm. so I went and got her another duvet I was just like you know just let that will protect you a little bit and feel you know Mm. you're sort of grounded yeah and and then I did the same for myself and it was Mm, great it was just that kind I think because when you're in an agitated state You know, it actually really helps to, I mean, that's why why kids, babies like it, don't they? Mm. Because they don't really have control over their legs and feet and they're used to being in the womb. So it helps to feel that kind of, that swaddled Mm. feeling, yeah. And that's how I felt last night. It was just like, I couldn't really move my legs, you know. So when I'm agitated, I tend to toss and turn all the time. Mm. But that kind of, that heavy blanket just made me feel... Yeah, more secure. Mm. So I guess it's now it's like feeling that thing. And, you know, if you're feeling yourself in the chair, I mean, what Jolene suggested was like to really sort of, you know, take your shoes and socks off and ground your feet on the floor to really feel it, you know. Mm. So I guess it's maybe now you're, you're starting to experience your body. You need to do a bit more learning and, you know, about then what to do. It's, yeah. like it's all very
1: well like feeling yeah. it, but you wanna
0: be able to react to it in a in a positive way. But that's yeah. all the kind of
1: And I do think there was something in there about um not having a, a regular yoga practice when I'm used mm. to it. Because that helps me process and I'm already, you know, we talk about the proactive self-care because I have a regular practice. I do a lot of restorative yoga which calms down my adrenals. Um mm. anyway. And move stuff around so I do think part of that was the discomfort of sitting with an un body when you're used to having yeah. a bit of a yogurt body it's very interesting so I'm like mm. please be yoga Op- open up now soon because we've had enough of the not yoga um but yeah I think you're right I think that's that it's almost like the self-compassion work isn't it it's like mm. okay we listen in and say what do I need and well, you listen, you you acknowledge, don't you? Acknowledge the feelings, and then you go. What? Mm. And the next stage, a really important stage is, well. What do I need then? How do I make myself better? How do I offer balm to myself in that? Mm. And that's the that's the the step that kind of that that completes the circle, doesn't it? Of look, yeah. looking after yourself. So I think you're yeah spot on with that. Yeah. So yeah. so yes, yeah, so was, there was there was a bit about that. It was also about, you know, ongoing self-care and that, you know, I was talking about um, lots of stuff going on at home. You know, it's you interesting you were talking about the weighted blankets because my son, um, who's having quite a few issues at the moment, he basically has about five duvets on his bed. That's and interesting. And I was just like put the duvet back in the spare room. No, that belongs, that's your sister's extra one that goes under. No, actually, that belongs in the cupboard. And he was like, basically, we'll go and get them all and pile them all on him to sleep. So it's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So, mm. yeah, that ongoing, but for me, I guess, the ongoing self-care that, again, Jolene talked about in the workshop, about it, basically what's good about it is that in the yay times, it can make us feel really good. And in the shit times, you've got that kind of resilience and a bank yeah. of strategies. And I've, you know, like I said, I, you know, I've really needed those at the moment. Things are, mm. you know, on a daily yeah. basis, like it's properly day to day for me at the moment. Not in a sobriety way, like I feel secure in that, but in a keeping my my equilibrium and being... And managing all the moving parts that are going on and and the requirements as a parent, which are yeah are, are taking a lot from me at the moment um yeah yeah, yeah. So, you're you're
0: a warrior dude, thank oh, you, yeah. yeah,
1: thank you so, so yeah. um, oh, and the, the other thing was reaching out because all of the support that I've been reaching out for and getting through the kind of like almost national health system to put support in place for the family and my son that's all starting to kick in now and i've got a real sense of relief it's like we're not out of the woods but mm. it's like i've i've put out the siren call i lit the flare and the, and the troops are starting to arrive so i do feel like that like always don't ever stop being curious about like what kind of support you know whenever you're struggling ask yourself what support have I got in place like always because so many of us feel like we should know how to do things and we should know how to do this that and the other and actually that's just silly isn't it we haven't lived tomorrow yet (laughs) we don't know we don't know how to do lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff or or to how to manage it better for ourselves so I really think that, I think, look, just get help wherever you can, get support always.
0: Yeah, I think that's a huge, like, key lesson, isn't it? I Mm -hmm. mean, you know, for someone, because people might connect with us and then it feels like okay but it doesn't feel quite right or like they might be in another network and it, and it feels okay but there's something missing and it's like there's so much out there there's so many different avenues of support mm. and you know you found sort of support like parental care parental care support yeah in the states you know something yeah. you searched for online so mm. it's like that the resources are out there and there will be something that will be your niche. You know exactly what you need, and um, yeah, don't don't sort of settle and don't try to do it all on your own. No, you know, because yeah. I mean that's what experts and specialists are for mm. um, to to guide you. You know, and no one mm. no one knows what to do as a parent or life in general.
1: Yeah, <laughs> or know? winging it, right? Or just winging, or winging, it, winging it, it. Yeah. And, um, and the last thing I'd yeah, I would say think that's a really that's... good lesson come up is is boundaries and it's funny because I've been talking to someone in my family about this and it's come up for me and it comes up on forums a lot and you like you say this parenting support I had in the states part a very core thing is and it's a hard thing to hear as a parent is the fact that you can't control your child Mm. because and and they were saying it was quite interesting that she said at some point, like in the 60s and 70s or whatever, you know, p- kids have always rebelled. People have always rebelled. And it was like, well, you know, it was almost accepted that you you do rebel. and And for some reason, over the last couple of decades, we've started blaming the parents and assuming that we all know mm-hmm. how to stop our kids and we can control them. And I was talking to a member of my family about another adult. So it wasn't a child. But I was just like, look, you can't make this better for them and you can't control them you can control your response there can be uh you know bottom lines of care in place but that's it and then and then you need to disengage and you almost need to get care carer's respite this is what I heard myself saying then I phoned her and was like talking about what was going on with me and she said basically take your own advice there Because everything you said to me that day, you need to take now. And I just thought, God, yeah, it's that boundary thing. It's knowing, you know, it's like the serenity prayer, isn't it? It's like, give us the, I don't even know what that is, the wisdom to know the difference (laughs) between what, the courage to change the things we can, the serenity to accept the things we can't, the wisdom to know the difference. And it's like, oh God, you know, that's, it's knowing the difference between what we can control and that almost is a lifetime's work right I just feel like yeah it comes up all the time I'm constantly with different people have different boundaries and managing your own um so yeah that's another thing that came up it's like blimey quite a lot that's really (laughs) interesting though because
0: that you know that that you know it comes to that blame question again you know that thing that's so intrinsic in in problematic behavior is, is a sense of blame. Mm. And like, you know, parents are feeling that, that it's all on them, you know? Um, yeah, that's really interesting and really helpful. I think to think mm. about that. Um, Cause I would, you know, like me being that problematic child and me being that kid that was off the rails, you know, I would never say it's my parents fault. Like, you know, <laughs> it was, you know, my parents are extremely, did the best they could incredibly loving people, you know, and that's, I guess, why I've always resisted sort of talk therapies because it ties to take it back to that point, you know, there's always something and it's like, of course, there are factors within my family situation and my parents are people and they've had their own lives. But essentially, you know, me going off the rails is about me, you know, and it's about a disconnect within me, you know, um, So, yeah, that's very interesting. Mm. I'll take that one. So a lot of people struggled over the bank holiday weekend, didn't they? Um, Mm. uh, And we we wanted to talk a little bit about that, you know, these high days and holidays and how they can kind of spring up on you and the wine which feeds off those sort of situations. So what was your experience of the, the bank holiday weekend?
1: Well, it's interesting on reading on our group and stuff and and I and I think a lot of our group is very positive and I I I remember I put out a thing just saying triggers, should we have a chat about it all? <laughs> and, um, yeah. Because it just seemed to be like I mean, like, you know, I said my sobriety was gnawing question. But I just wanted to fucking change it up change how I was feeling get away from I I hadn't planned for it and it was like oh Easter is happening and it was literally like feeling like Christmas but with the sun out and then Mm. people were celebrating drinking beer garden kind of sort of feeling about it and and an expectation so suddenly everyone was like oh should we all get together and i was like oh christ oh i shouldn't say that should i because it was easter <laughs> but yeah i'm always <laughs> sorry sorry, oh, <laughs> sorry oh, if, anyone, if anyone's religious um you know listening in i do apologize um Yeah, so it was that overwhelm, I think it was the expectation and the company and the feeling of should again. Oh, I sound so miserable, don't I? Because, you know, (laughs) the sun was lovely and I had a really lovely walk. I saw family and we had a really lovely barbecue as well. Um but I was aware of having to put some effort in with myself I suppose that's that's how it was for me. Well I
0: think from what I because I I was quite disconnected to this because one thing I don't really do high days and holidays like I they kind of pass me I mean it was my wedding anniversary yesterday I like literally didn't really know and I don't really care like I'm I don't I'm not we've talked about this before I'm not that big on these sort of things so they tend to kind of pass me by anyway I'm not going to make a massive effort because it's Easter day, you know, it's just not my thing. So I think a lot of that expectation of like having to have a nice time on Mm. a specific day, I don't really engage with. And I'd I'd much prefer to be like, you know, let's have a lovely day every day, or on a random day than on that specific day. So I guess it's that's my rebellious side. Um, But yeah, within the group, there was two key things. I think there was like obligation, there was so much language of I should do this. I have to see, you know, my family. I must mm. go to this dinner party. Like um, I should be enjoying being outside because it's sunny. And um, and I just like to ask the question, it's like, you know, who who's putting this obligation on you? You know, you are. Like you don't have to do anything. And if people love you and care about you, you know, you can say like, I'm really not feeling up for it today. Mm. Like, let's do something next week. Um, and I, and I do find like obligation quite mean on yourself, you know. And it's like, and it's a hard thing to break, but and say no. But I'm, it's definitely something that I'm learning and I'm enjoying learning about. It's like, nah, it's not. I, I just yeah. don't feel right in that right now, you know. So like, I'm sorry and I love you, but I'm I'm not going to come. And this thing about the sun was really interesting because because, you know, I live in I'm really lucky to live in somewhere that's quite sunny. A lot of the time I don't have the same push to be outside, you mm. know, so it really felt it was just like, oh, my goodness, like I i have to I should I must go out in the sun because it's I've only got this day um, and and it was kind of narrowing everyone's choices do you know what i mean and it was like well you don't you could just you don't have to you know there will be another sunny day mm. and
1: yeah it might not be and i think be. when <laughs> it's yeah, england there I'm might sure. not be <laughs> no i know what, what you does mean. that sunny
0: day look what does yeah. that sunny day look yeah, like yeah. you know and it's like i guess when you're putting loads of obligations you're also heightening expectation you know so it's like i must do this because it's a sunny day therefore my day must mm. be wonderful because i'm putting all these kind of narrowing sort of conditions on it and i think i don't know i guess that's how i felt about it it's just like maybe why don't you just try and take the shackles of those kind of expectations and obligations and just be like it's just a day, yeah. you know, do you like know, any I, other day. I
1: do think, though, that there's something in the working patterns, though. Um, you know, people. Sure. I think people in Britain work really, 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 really hard, and there's that sort of, you know, I mean, maybe they do everywhere. I might just be blinkered, but we do seem to well, just certainly work in the, certainly really in the states hard. States they do, yeah, um, and. Yeah. And then, and then it's just really—it's like being given a present. It's like being given these, you know, these bank holiday days and everything. And so there's that almost like I've arrived at the airport feel. It's like woohoo, you know. So it's definitely mm. got that kind of right. Well, I should be really enjoying myself, and if should be really enjoying myself, or I deserve, like I deserve. So it can feed into all of that treat mentality. Yeah. If you've not unpicked that around alcohol, it can. Uh, you know, that, that that time out, that elevated stuff, that often, and people get to that point, and they're knackered as well. And I think for parents, this particular mm. one, like I said, usually Easter falls a little bit earlier. And, but it was like, we got to the end of the East holidays, so it was quite tired anyway, with all the activities and the cars breaking down and God knows what else. And then it was yeah. like, oh God, now suddenly we've got this big... Family get together right at the end, and I said cheers. And it, it's a bit like the August bank holiday, where you've kind of gone right. Okay, then you're yeah. nearly back to school, and then you got this massive bank holiday. Then, so there's a parenting element in there, I think, and there's also a work element. And I feel kind of like I, I don't know. I feel a bit compassionate towards everyone, you know. Like, just it's hard. It's hard having all those expectations. Um yeah, sure, I guess maybe that's yeah. you know, part it is a like part of cause I'm
0: out of that cultural, mm. you know, mentality. So that's why I was just like I don't really I don't really get it. And yeah. But but also it's like I would question, you know, what is it to have a day off, you know?
1: like having a day off yeah reframe it shouldn't mean
0: Mm. you yeah shouldn't mean you being absolutely broken when you go back to work the next day like having a day off for me could Mm. be staying in your pjs even though it's sunny outside you know it could be like watching a film and and relaxing it could be just lying in the garden
1: Mm. you know
0: um i mean i i lay for ages under a tree and and I was visiting my brother in Bedford, and it was you know beautiful, it was a lovely moment, and it had nothing to do with celebrating or or alcohol. it just was yeah. just enjoying the sunshine, like yeah so yeah so what yeah. would you what would your tips be for people that you know are approaching? Uh, what we okay. call a high day, like a bank holiday yeah. weekend or a...
1: I just think it involves... It's one of those annoying things. It's when you actually want to relax. Um, If you've... Especially sort of in the early days, it's just... It might take... You might have to redouble the effort just at that point mm. where you want to go, oh, right, I'm working... You know, I've done really well. I've worked really hard at my sobriety and I've really got a lot of days or I'm feeling a lot better. So now I deserve a blah, 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 blah. You know, just... Get those. Just get that. Um, you know, Carly attitude on. You know, invoke your inner warrior and just go. I haven't come this far to only come this far. This is like four days, and I am going to look back on this and just go. I'm a freaking warrior, and I bossed it, and I feel super proud. You know, because yes, it is dude. never. It's never a good idea. You know, it was never the good idea, was it? We we stopped for a reason. We want it <clears throat> for a reason yes, we flag, yes, we get fatigued, yes, we have these things come up, but it's never a good idea. It really isn't a good idea to drink. We know that, we know that. So it's like, yeah. for me, because I'm a, a thinker, like, um, you know, that kind of learning style, my my first line of attack is always my mind. It's like, never question the decision, use your mantras, all the rest of it. Then the self-care, what do I need? But it it, it it's that sort of, steely resilience that i often just go back to as the first thing
0: you know yeah just go no No, that's really really good advice and um and i think also because it well i think because there were two things happening there were people that were like overly social you know they had loads to do which they felt which was surrounding with alcohol and there were people that were on their own you know which and again like holidays can be extremely lonely and insular Um, Mm. if you're you know a single parent or if you've lost a parent or whatever your situation which means that you you are missing someone yeah we were this year yeah so I guess it's that yeah I know and I so I guess it's yeah and I guess it's um yeah being mindful of who you spend your time with I guess like if you've sort of thinking about like if you're going to be on your own perhaps you know, see if there is someone that that is a, a kind and warm place that you can go, you know, mm. so you don't have to be on your own and lonely because it's hard not to drink when you're feeling sad alone in your house with no one to, you know, um, say anything about it kind of thing. Um, and again, if it's an overly socialized situation, then perhaps taking a step back and saying no to some of it and really choosing, you know, where you want to be. In what situation, you know, can you switch it from dinner party to lunch? Can you have it at your house, you know, to sort mm-hmm. of try and manage that a little bit, Um, mm-hmm. I guess, would be my tips. And just to try and just, yeah, it's, it's just a day, you know, and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be the best day. Like the best day could be the day after when you feel fucking brilliant because you didn't yeah. drink, you know, it. it just try to take the pressure off i guess
1: and yeah Yeah. i i think that's really important that that you know that sort of perspective that i think what goes along with that sometimes is that fear underneath that i'm never gonna enjoy myself again i'm never gonna have that kind of celebratory feeling so there's a bit of catastrophization going on and Mm. and generalization with that isn't it Whereas if you just go, come on, have a word, it's only four, it's only, (laughs) the thing is it's difficult though about Easter as well that blindsided me a bit was like, oh God, it keeps going on and on and it was like, oh right, okay, and then it's actually nearly a week, so you think it's just this long weekend, but it's got Friday, so something is happening on the Friday then the saturday then the sunday and then it's like oh they're still not back to school yet it's easter monday and we got to go and do something else again they're still eating chocolate they're still like high on chocolate high points. yeah oh we got to go and do an activity oh no not another activity so there is that it is like it's worth having a rest before it almost you know so you've got your energy yeah. reserves if if it is a bit like Christmas, because Christmas is really tiring for people, isn't it? Even though it's like I love it, you know that I love it. It mm. is really tiring. So um yeah. I'm I think I don't I think I'm really anti I like the idea of all the um like I I do love Easter, I like but I like the things that I like the daffodils and I like the chicks and I like all the blossom and I love the energy, I love the positivity around this time of year and that whole, like, just lightening up. But again, this is very England-centered, you would say it's very Anglo-Saxon, wouldn't you? It's that sort of Northern European mm. shift to springtime. And there is this, like, yeah. whoosh of energy of, like, right, we're outdoors, we are you know, it, it is it's very much in our cycles and in Winter our blood. Is over. Yeah, yeah, there is that that kind of um you know, even though sometimes it's snowing at Easter, like two years ago it was snowing. Yeah. And like this it's it's I don't know, there is there is something about that kind of old tradition that's still in our rhythms and in our blood, I think, you know, so
0: Sure, but I guess it's about the reframe too, isn't it? It's just like, you know, if you're looking at it that sense, it's the, it's the moment of regrowth, rebirth, mm, exactly. um, you know, new, newness, you know. So that can mean, like, setting goals. That can mean, like, doing some, mm. I don't know, intention setting, like thinking about what you want the rest of the year to look like, you know, what you're going to, how you're going to manage the summer, are you going to save up and do something to get you through the winter mm-hmm. you know it could be a moment of like of really kind of planning for that new new life mm-hmm. new expectations
1: it's quite interesting that, that getting... you but isn't this quite a lot about i think we're saying is is quite a lot about planning and it's like it's mm. it's quite interesting if it's your your first year Of sobriety, then there's a lot about whoa, okay, that's what that feels like, and oh my god, that's what that feels like, and oh, I wasn't expecting to feel like that then, and oh my god, but actually, it's quite good, isn't it? If you maybe we should do this for next year, is like um, you know, you can plan out and actually. So, for example, I used to before we had children and we're tethered by um, school and stuff. I know January is difficult for me, so we would always go book a holiday in January. It's that kind of thing—go and find the sun. And yeah. to, but to remember that Easter might be one of those funny ones, and just plan for it. Yeah, you know we can. Yeah, I th- I also think it's a nice time to plant things, like plant, get out in the garden and plant some more seeds and do a bit of digging and, you know, just that. I don't know. Yeah, and I and I do and I do stuff. still question
0: mm-hmm. like obligation. Like I don't think you have to, you know, you have to go to every every party and every meal with every family member. Like I just, I, you know, I if mm-hmm. I just if people love you, they should understand that. I'm using should, which I'm trying not to, but. Mm-hmm you would hope that they would understand that sometimes you need to say no and you know that's very much about boundaries and about looking after yourself yeah completely is, you know it's not enjoy as you when you were describing that to do something friday saturday sunday monday that's that's not enjoyable that's mm. too much you know so right, learn from that and next year say okay like we're only going to do one thing over easter mm. and then we'll see people for May bank holiday or another time, like break it up, you know, because mm. it's just
1: it it becomes. I think it's what we said as well because um, I mean we didn't we didn't do anything on the Saturday, but it was still busy because it's busy with kids. But uh, I'm trying to think of you know the craving brain element that Jolene was talking about and going, well actually this for this one I really craved solitude. So it was the opposite of what was going on. And actually, for sometimes for people, that's really difficult to just do whatever they feel like doing, especially on these times. So maybe it's sort of incremental. It's like, well, I can dial it down by getting out for five minutes or I can plan in that if we're identifying our needs, if we're craving solitude, then were just like opting out for a little bit you know or making sure you go to bed yeah. a bit earlier or just saying like I go and lie on my bed for five minutes and just close the door and let everything settle down and then go back in um and if it's your craving social stuff well and you've got a, a lonely weekend you know I don't know maybe it's, plan go to the cinema or go do some sport alongside people or you know just yeah there's those incremental things that you can do but again I suppose it always starts with that in- inquiry in mind as well about well where am I at what, what what do I need um and then just trying to pepper it through even if you have yeah I would, obligations I would or something like I
0: sound really strong and like you know righteous about it but like I you know had a breakdown of, of you know, of doing too much and always saying yes and always, you know, that that's my history. So this is not like, oh, it's really easy, just say no. This is because mm. it's lived experience of being in burnout. Yeah. And, you know, when I went to the therapist and, and they said, you need to find three hours for yourself a week, like mm. I laughed in her face and said, it's not possible. Mm. Like I literally believed I didn't have three hours to myself in my life. And it was about choices. And I do, you know, think you can, you know, there's no day where it's not possible,
1: Mm. you
0: know, unless like, um, you're a single parent and, you know, you have no support, Mm. which is a really, really difficult situation. But again, you know, there, there will be someone that you can turn to that is kind. You know, I I just think that, that, yeah, as you true. were saying earlier, like look out into the village and say, right, mm. like, I, you know, and it's difficult. I get it. I really do. Um, but part of me, my learning of when I gave up drinking was that I thought I had no time, but I just used my time in the wrong way. And and as you say, like just leave the dinner party early. Just say like I'm really tired. I'm going to go and have that like half an hour to yourself, or
1: mm.
0: or say no, or yeah, just just get there a bit late or whatever. You know, mm. like just there's ways and means to kind of um, protect yourself, I guess. Yeah. Or just go and lie in your bed for for five minutes and shut the door. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: So yeah. It's difficult I mean, I definitely understand that but I think we say yes to a lot of things when we should say no. Yeah, so.
1: absolutely and I think what you said about protect yourself first and foremost, it's that oxygen mask first on yourself mm. first is is vital and it's for I'm, definitely for people who are have struggled with alcohol or have used alcohol or who identify as alcoholics or whatever, that is so often that that basic sort of self-protection isn't there or has to be learned and has Mm. to be explicit and has to be uncomfortable before it becomes... Comfortable because it's a new skill, and like some other people, you know, who maybe don't, you know, don't identify as any of that, maybe that's fine. Maybe they've all got, you know, their boundaries completely intact. But I do think that's like massive a needs yeah. you know, that's and, something we so many of like, us work with.
0: Yeah, and I think like looking to the sort of single mum situation, like, because mm. I mean, I was, I am quite often a single mum, like, my husband's away. I mean, I have his support, but he's not literally here and i don't have any family but you know you can just down tools with the kids you know and lie in bed and they can watch a movie and you can rest or put your headphones in and meditate like Mm. you know you don't have to be an on hands-on parent all the time
1: you can when they're older Um, but you can't when they're young. I mean, that's, like, really tricky, isn't it? When they're, like, toddler. If you're, like, a single parent and you've got a toddler and a but they nap. one-year-old. Yeah, buggers all nap at different times, though. <laughs> that's the
0: only thing I think that again, that's support, then...
1: support, support, support. Yeah, sure,
0: but know. then again, then you don't, you know, then you have the evenings when they go to bed. Yeah. You know, you have that time, don't you, mm. where, you know, where I used to drink. Watching TV, mm. whereas what restorative time to myself I could have been doing like yoga, and or, or I could have just been going to bed and going to sleep, mm. you know. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> um.
1: So what's uh, your tip of the day
0: or your reason to love sober?
1: My tip of the day, I think, like you said, that um, I think one of the really lovely things about having a a tough time at the moment parenting is that it's made me have to go oh I can't do all of this I can't do all this by myself I mean I'm with with my husband as well I'm really really fortunate to have a really amazing wonderful husband um And that has meant I've leant on outside and I've asked for help and I've asked for help from neighbours and other people and widened the net because we're, I always say to my husband, you know, we are very resourceful, capable people. So we are used to doing things by ourselves. And actually it's quite humbling to just go... I need help, and then just see how people are so happy to help. People just you know we've had neighbours go out looking for my son when he went off. We had, um, My friends lent us a car when our car broke down. We've had people who we used to live with in our old town go, well, you know, stepping up like good parents, kind of going, that's fine, we'll help, we'll be, you know, there for." how do you, how can we help? I had my friend from London phone me up and say, what can I do? How can I help? Literally just tell me what I can do. You know, and she is like one of the busiest people I know. Um, And that, and so I think that would be my tip of the day, going back to that, like, there will be hidden bits of support and just asking, you know, because people like to help. People do like to help; it makes them feel good, you know. Yeah, I feel I feel bad now that I went on that
0: rant because I know if I was listening to that when I was really really struggling, I'd be like, "Fuck you," you know. I don't, I don't have time, and so I, 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 I was merely saying that with the frustration of myself that I lived that experience. And I wish I'd know now then what I know now, kind of thing mm. but, um, so I guess my tip would be, yeah, like what would you do, going on from what you said, like what would you do if someone that you cared about phoned you up and said, "Oh, I'm really sorry, I can't come to lunch because i'm I'm really really tired, like would you be angry or would you be compassionate?" You know, and you'd pro- you be compassionate. And again, like, what would you do if a friend friend phoned up and said, I need help? You know, yeah. you'd help. I mean, I've got a friend who the same, you know, I, she's separating from her husband. And I, so I phoned her up and it was just like, you know, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to take the kids? Like, how can I help you? And so I guess if you switch it around, it, it makes you feel better about it. Because it's just like, oh, yeah, I would definitely... I wouldn't mind, you know. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. mind if someone couldn't come. That's fine. So I can do that too. And this is purely me being the biggest people pleaser. And literally, like, I used to go to London and have something planned every single night to make sure I saw everybody Mm. and make... Not that they were coming to see me or not that they were making time for me, but I felt obligated to maintain friendships that I would have to make sure I saw everyone... And I would be completely exhausted. Mm. So, you know, it's only, I'm only saying this from a position of someone that does that
1: stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or did no, that for stuff, sure, you know? For sure, Yeah.
0: So, yeah, just put yourself in their position, you know, and you'll realise that people are, uh, you know, you are kind and compassionate. So other people should be with you, I guess. Mm. Um, any reason yeah. to love sober?
1: Reason to love sober um uh just um uh, yeah just the, the strength having some strength and resilience and um just energy um uh, and clarity <laughs> and all the things all the kind of like resources like I really feel like I need in spades at the moment just to kind of you know like uh, I I also think like um uh well something that I've realised about myself is that I find it easy to laugh at things, like even if I'm having a shit time, I will usually mm. find the thing to laugh about you know, and that was so not the case. When I was hung over, I was just crippled by anxiety, self-loathing. I was literally so compromised, so badly compromised and feeling so bad that that kind of, um, that freedom and that, that, um, ability to kind of like have a laugh, even when the kind of shit, shit things are happening, that, that wasn't there. So, you know, I, I like that. I think that's... Uh, I like I like that. So, you know, sometimes we have to re-record, don't we? Because, like, one of us will have said something yeah. really dark and had to laugh about it. And that kind of a <laughs> sense like... of humour. <laughs> that kind of gallows humour and that just kind of, like... You know, because at the end of the day, oh, fuck it. You know what I mean? It's like all the yeah. self-improvement, all the rules, all the all the bloody bollocks of we should be doing this, we should be doing that, we should be doing... It's like, actually... Uh, <laughs> We're doing our best. We are doing our best, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, there's got to be something to laugh um, at there. That's yeah. so That's so true,
0: though, because I, I forgot about that, but I became so serious, like, when I was a drinker, and so, yeah, not capable of laughing at myself. You know, like, and really sensitive if the kids kind of m- laughed at me or mocked me, or if there was any kind of self effacing humor, I was extremely sensitive to that. Mm. And I'm so much more of a dickhead now. And I <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To the point where my, like, preteen is, like, rolling her eyes at me, like, oh my God, mummy. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I was, oh. I think it's that control thing, isn't it? It's like mm. you, when you're having to control you're drinking all the time, mm. you are in a state of, like, control.
1: Yeah, Locked um, down. somehow. And now,
0: yeah, now mm. we're a bit more free. We're just a bit more, like, laissez-faire. You know? Yeah. Do you know, Let if, it go?
1: I was going to um, say there was a couple of things that made my, my My son is teaching me street speak at the moment, and he was explaining to me awesome. what uh, big ting fam, like, if you want someone's wants attention if I go Manty, Manty, like you've got to listen to me I could also say uh big ting fam and that would mean that I've got something to say to you. So I was like, "Oh, that's wow. quite interesting. And the other thing he said it was quite fun is because, you know, our car's broken down and we did have a Zafira which is just a horrible old clunky thing. And then we got this, like, second-hand thing, but it's like a little Jeep and I really like it. So um, I pulled in today to school with my son and I went, oh, I quite like our new car. And he went, yeah, all right, okay, whatever. And I went, no, because it's like a little Jeep. And he looked at me, he went, he went, mum if this car was a shoe, it would be like, it's a Croc, but you think it's an Adidas trainer. And then he just went off into school. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> you cussed our cars so badly. But it was very good. It was a good moment. Bless him. Uh,
0: anyway. uh, poor
1: Crocs. I know. <laughs> like... They're very usable. I mean, <laughs> you can go in the water with yeah. them. What what he didn't realise is that having a, a a crock is the highest accolade for a shoe. Yeah. Oh, anyway, on that note, okay. I suppose we should, better wrap up. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're immediately concerned about your drinking, um, you can visit Alcohol Concern or Alcohol Change Change for Alcohol. What is it now, man? Alcohol Change. And alcohol Change for agencies of local support, and reach out. Um, you know to one of the communities like we were saying there lots and lots that and there will be one that that will fit and that will feel right uh that you can make friends in um and get support and um yeah so stay safe and we'll see you next week for more chat bye bye